I'm Noor Marad. I'm head of the Adelangi Test Kitchen and co-author of Adelangi Test Kitchen Shelf Love and the more recent Adelangi Test Kitchen Extra Good Things. One of my craziest cooking experiences um, was when I was 17. It was one of my first jobs working at the Formula One. <laughs> there was a catering company there, a Ger- German catering company. And one of the races was for Australian race car drivers who came to Bahrain. And so my chef was like, oh yeah, we obviously have to feed these Australians Australian food. Like what? Anyway, so he imported like kangaroo and crocodile. I don't know how. And that we were going to serve crocodile style fish and chips. Anyway, so I was on deep fry station. I never deep fried anything in my life. And I had like a chef's towel uh, on my waist and I'm deep frying this crocodile. And my towel caught fire and I almost set the whole thing on fire and everyone had to evacuate the building. And then I ran and locked myself in the toilet and cried my eyes out. (laughs) I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that talks to great chefs and home cooks about one question. What is their one? The recipe that always, always tastes as great as it looks. This week, we're talking all about beautiful ways to cook for a crowd with Noor Murad. Noor is a well-established recipe developer and chef, and she also works alongside Yotam Otolenghi in the Otolenghi Test Kitchen. Throughout her cooking and writing, she always finds her way back to making big platters of food with high-impact flavors and beautiful flourishes. I'll let her get into the details. Nora, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, it's a pleasure. So you have been doing so much recipe development work. You've been developing recipes for cookbooks like Faustine and Odalangi Flavor and your newest book, Odalangi Test Kitchen, Extra Good Things. So you've done a lot of work with Yodam Odalangi. Is there one kind of big thing that you've learned from working with him or from all of this work? Yotam has an amazing palate and he really knows how to balance a dish, but he also knows when to take away ingredients. I think as young chefs, especially, sometimes we're guilty of throwing a lot of ingredients at things, just wanting to say, you know, I need 14 spices for this masala mix. Absolutely. And Yotam will be the one to say, do you really though? Like, can we just pick the four flavors that really shine here? So he's been really good at kind of schooling me and mentoring me and, and how to balance these dishes and how to really make the ingredients shine um, and focus on the most important ones. And um, I think now I'm kind of almost in his shoes because I run the test kitchen. So I'm doing the same thing to the younger chefs. I'm like, you really need all these things? And they look at me the way I imagine I used to look at your town. Like, I can't believe she doesn't <laughs> see my vision. <laughs> How dare he? I trusted you, Yotam. And you were just taking it all out. You're ruining my creative genius. I know. I'm like, I really need this one-eighth of a teaspoon of cloves. Like, how can he not see that? (laughs) It's so cool to see how you've kind of taken the reins and done it all your own. Is there one recipe that you just keep coming back to even after all of this recipe development work? Yeah. So I think 
And it's such a simple recipe. It's a frittata, which, you know, it's, it's nothing elaborate. It's super approachable. Anyone can make it in any corner of the world. And I also, you know, I cook for one a lot of the time. So my go-to is always <laughs> something quick and something easy like <laughs> a frittata. But the one that I really love and the recipe is an extra good things it is a green herb frittata with burnt aubergine. And it has like a pomegranate salsa on the side. It's... um. I didn't reinvent the wheel with this recipe. It's based on a, a traditional Persian recipe, a kukus a sabzi, which is loads and loads of herbs that are blitzed into this egg mixture. So loads of dill, cilantro, spring onions, parsley, um, and it makes the whole uh, frittata very, very green and vibrant. But then it's a mashup of a kuku sabzi and a kuku banjan, which is, uh, is a, a frittata with burnt aubergines. So on this like very green mix are these burnt aubergines that you kind of lay on top and then you bake the whole thing and it just looks very grand and beautiful and something that you want to serve for lunch or brunch with your friends. And to be clear, aubergine is eggplant, right? Yep, that is correct. And then... The, the extra, the takeaway, which kind of makes the whole thing pop, is uh, this pomegranate and red onion and sumac and lemon salsa that you have on the side. Um, and, you know, pomegranates make everything very pretty. So we eat with our eyes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love the <laughs> the secret back pocket trick of just always having some pomegranates around and just saying, like, if I need a little visual stunner or yeah, a little yeah. <laughs> uh, way to make things look a little prettier, <laughs> just when in doubt, yeah, pomegranates when, the way when out. When in doubt, pomegranates <laughs> or feta. <laughs> right. Exactly. You get it. You get it. You see the vision. So for anyone who doesn't know, when you're referring to the frittata or the kukusabzi, you're more referring to an egg-based dish that is kind of like an omelet that's cooked in a skillet that has a similar texture to like a crustless quiche or an omelet. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think what makes this frittata a bit different is that we actually cook it in like a springform cake tin. Uh, so it does look very grand and it has a bit of um, baking powder in it. So it kind of like puffs up as well at the same time, uh, which, you know, these are all just little added chefy steps that you don't have to make, uh, but <laughs> it's, you know, highly recommended. We don't come here to half-ass things all the time. You know, sometimes we just want to go full out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so can you walk us through this recipe? So first, you kind of go through all uh, burning aubergines, uh, which is something, it's one of those smells that really reminds me of home because, uh, my, you know, my, my grandma and like any Middle Eastern household, you ha you smell two things. You either smell rice cooking or you smell aubergines burning and they will always burn them on a, like directly on a gas hob and you line, like you line it with foil so that it doesn't get too messy. Um, and this is just such a beautiful, unique smell. Like nowadays, most people cook on like electric or induction in a lot of houses. So you mm -hmm. don't really get that. Um, but so you start off with burning your aubergines. If you have a gas hob, even better. If not, you burn it on a grill pan and you just let the aubergine kind of collapse. So you just kind of turn it until it gets really, really nice and soft. And then you have this lovely smell of burning aubergines. Um, and this is something you can do like the day before if you want to get ahead. Um, and then once they're soft enough and they're cool enough, you peel them. 
but you leave the stems attached. Uh, so it's still kind of like whole and dramatic um, because this is all about drama. We love drama. Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. The base of the frittata has loads of herbs. And I think a lot of people will probably just use like a sprinkle of parsley or a little bit of coriander, like a garnish. But for, for me and, and definitely in Iran and certain parts of my part of the Middle East, we use a lot of herbs in the base of our stews and our soups. And once you, when you cook herbs, it makes the whole place smell so delicious, like an earthy and fragrant. Um, so this recipe calls for many, many grams or cup or ounces, um, in America. <laughs> <laughs> Or cups. <laughs> right? We have to do yeah. an American translation corner. Yeah, yeah. Aubergine <laughs> equals eggplant, ounces to grams. Aubergine just sounds better, right? It it's does. Like, it oh, sounds more fancy. Luxury. I know. It's like sexy. I know. Right? I, I used to say, okay, so because I trained in America, I learned to say eggplant, okay? I went from aubergine in Bahrain, and then I started saying eggplant. And then when I moved to London, my head chef was like, Eggplant? Like, what's that? Like, stop saying that. <laughs> He's like, not in my kitchen. <laughs> How long have you had this accent in your back pocket? No, I know. I, I do that all the time. I make everyone sound like they come out of Mary Poppins. <laughs> okay, so you've charred the eggplant. You've gotten it nice and soft. Um And you are taking these herbs and you're adding it all in. How How do you kind of finish it from there? So you got all your herbs, you give them a rough chop, you throw everything in a blender with some spices. So you got turmeric, you got cumin, you got cardamom uh, pods that you take out the pods, you smash the seeds, you add that in there, you add your eggs and you add your baking powder. And then I also add a little bit of cream, which is not traditional, but it's just a few tablespoons, but I feel like it adds, it makes it really nice and soft. And then you just uh, blitz it like in the blender until everything's really, really finely chopped. Because if you do it by hand, you won't get that really, really green um, effect. And then you have your springform cake tin, which you've lined and you've greased. You pour this green uh, batter, I guess, into the tin. And then you just lay your aubergines on top with a bit of salt, a bit of pepper, and you put it into your oven and you let it bake for about 30 minutes or so. You, you want the inside to be just cooked through. And then when it comes out, the whole thing kind of puffs up. It's green. It's got golden edges and it just looks very, very grand. And then you release it from the cake tin and you have this beautiful thing with these aubergines kind of laying on top. And then while it's in the oven, you make the extra, which is your pomegranate salsa. So hopefully you have these beautiful, jeweled, wonderful pomegranates that you mix with some chopped red onion, loads of lemon juice, some sumac. Um, sumac adds that extra sourness. We love sour flavors, especially in, in my part of the Middle East. And then you toss through extra herbs. If you didn't have enough herbs, you have more herbs now. Always, always got to have more. Yeah, exactly. So, so what temperature are we cooking this frittata at? For 25 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you mix in your <laughs> salsa, you mix through extra herbs, extra picked herbs. So some extra dill, some extra cilantro. Um, but you could also use like other herbs that you have. Anything soft like um, mint leaves would be really nice as well. 
Um, and then you kind of serve this on the table family style, this beautiful grand frittata centerpiece with these beautiful um, pomegranate salsa there. You can sprinkle some on top uh, and guaranteed everybody will just, you'll get lots of wows. So for people who, you know, may not have tried sumac before, um, how would you describe the flavor that it gives to the frittata? So sumac actually comes from a, a flower. I guess you could call it a spice, but it's not spicy in the way you think. It usually comes in, it's kind of like a burgundy purple color. And it's actually really sour. And it adds like a sourness to anything you add it to. You could use it in like a, a chicken marinade. You can use it in um, in a salsa like this. If you combine sumac with sugar, it tastes like the coating of sour gummies, uh, which is really interesting. So it has like this acidic, almost like citric acid um, thing, but it's completely natural. And it's just very striking and very beautiful. Ooh, I love that. Nora, thank you so much for making time. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for having me. Nora Murad is the co-author of the cookbook, Odolangi Test Kitchen, Extra Good Things. You can find the recipe for her green frittata with burnt eggplant and pomegranate salsa on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Alex Simpson, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The One Recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic.